You're listening to Marcus Sahaba Online Radio Podcast. Uh, Marcus Sahaba, the voice of Ahlul Sunnah wal Jama'ah. Before we take and before we go uh, live to our beloved, honorable, respected Fadilatul Ustad, uh, we do have the times for uh, the nikah, uh, no, the nikah uh, for the marhum, marhum uh, Muhammad Farooq Surti from Newcastle. He has returned to the mercy of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So that's the mayor of Marhum Muhammad Farooq Surti, Lotus Cafe, it says here. Uh, the address is 48 uh, St. Bruno Street, Lennoxton. Salatul Janazah will take place at Darul Ulum Masjid tomorrow the 18th of August 2023 at 10.15 a.m. That's what it says here. At 10.15 a.m. Um, it says pickup will be at... Um, 10 o'clock, and of course the janazah will be at 10.15 a.m. That's what it says, proceeding to the Newcastle Kabristan. Uh, so that's the minute of Marhum Muhammad Farooq Surti uh, will leave from number 48 St. Bruno Street, Lennoxton. Salatul Janazah will take place at the Darul Ulum Masjid tomorrow, the 18th of August, 2023, at, uh, I think, at 10 a.m. 10 or 10.15 a.m. And thereafter, proceeding to the Newcastle Kabristan, uh, may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant the marhum the highest stages in Jannatul Firdaus and grant the family Sabrun Jamil. Well, it's 13 minutes after 9 South African time on this beautiful night. Uh, <clears throat> and yes, uh, let's welcome once again our wonderful listeners of uh, Marcus Sahaba, the listeners in KZN, in overseas, in Australia, in Mozambique, here in Johannesburg, in PE, in Cape Town, uh, in Margate, in Durban, KZN. Let's welcome all of the listeners. And remember, tonight is the 1st of Safar, 1445. The 1st of Safar, 1445. Let's listen attentively. To our beloved, honorable, respected Fadilia Tulustad, Muharram just started. And Muharram is gone. Muharram is not coming back. The only time Muharram is going to come back is when? Next year, 1446. Will, be, will you be alive? I don't know. Will, be, will I be alive? I don't know. Will our beloved, honorable, respected Fadila Tulustad, Hazrat Malana Salim Kalim be alive for next year, 1446? Muharram? We don't know. So now tonight is the first of Safar. What do we do in this month of Safar? You know, I want to tell, I want to tell Fadila Tulustad, I don't know why everybody believes in this so-called superstitious, you know, <clears throat> you know, especially for this month of Safar, but maybe inshallah Ustad is going to be touching on that. So we're going to go first for our Durud and Salam. Uh, thereafter, uh, Ustad will be speaking about the month of Safar. And then inshallah, our topic will be tonight about building one's character. Building one's akhlaq, you know, and I wanted to ask Ustad if a person is a Hafizul Quran and the person does not have character or akhlaq, what happens in that, in that situation? Do you still respect him or not? You know, it's a very big question, you know, and uh, we're going to speak, we're going to be speaking and touching about the character of Nabi Karim, Ustad. Welcome to the discussion on this beautiful night. Jumu Mubarak to you and to the family. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh, Ustad. Wa alaikum assalam wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Mawlana ahlan wa sahlan wa marhaban to you and our esteemed listeners, dosto, azizo, fakiro, arbabi ilm wa danish. Allahu Akbar. Mm. 
all brilliant, intelligent brothers and sisters in Islam. Subhanallah. What a beautiful introduction. Dosto, friends, Azizo, respected and honorable. Dosto, Azizo, Fakiro. And we all are dependent on Allah. Allah is Ghani. Allah is Samad. So, Dosto, Azizo, Fakiro. Arbabi Ilm, Wadanish. All brilliant scholars of deen and intelligent individuals. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant us tawfiq. And this is what, you know, on your most difficult days in your life, Allah ta'ala still addresses you with such a beautiful title, Ya Ibadi, O my beloved, O my servants. So one day Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi salatu wasalam's habit was always to get up for tahajjud namaz, insha'Allah al-Aziz, and cry and stand up for long periods of time that the ankles of Rasulullah used to swell. And Rasulullah would sob and cry. So Hazrat Aisha radiallahu ta'ala, obviously she's the wife of the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wasallam, and she's feeling so she said to the Prophet Rasulullah, why do you put so much of effort ji, that your ankles are swollen and Rasulullah is crying it's like when water is bubbling boiling water, the sound that comes mm. and Rasulullah mm. is crying and sobbing in front of Allah Ya Rasulullah, Allah has forgiven you why do you have to make so much effort? Look at the answer of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Afala akunu abdan shakura. Should I not be grateful to my Allah? So respected brothers, insha'Allah al-Aziz, let's all of us become abdan shakura. Let's be grateful servants of Allah so that, inshallah, we automatically will be given the title of Ibadur Rahman, servants of the Most Merciful. Alhamdulillah, Alhamdulillahi wa kafa wa salamun ala ibadihi alladheena astafa. Amma abadu fa'awudu billahi minash shaytanir rajeem bismillahir rahmanir rahim Qala Allahu ta'ala fil Qur'anil majid wal furqanil hamid Inna Allaha wa malaa'ikatuhu yusalluna 'alan nabi Ya ayyuhal ladheena amanu sallu alayhi wa sallimu taslima Wa qala ta'ala fi maqamin nakhar wa ma atakumur rasoolu fakhuduhu wa ma nahakum anhu fantahu وقال تعالى في مقام آخر لقد كان لكم في رسول الله أثوة حسنة 
وقالت على في مقام آخر وما أرسلناك إلا رحمة للعالمين قال النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم عليكم بسنتي وسنة الخلفاء الراشدين بلغ العلا بكماله كشف الدجا بجماله حسنت جميع خصاله صلوا عليه وآله اللهم صل على سيدنا ونبينا ومولانا محمد وبارك وسلم Respected brothers and sisters in Islam Allah Ta'ala has blessed you and me with the beautiful deen of Islam That's why we should make this dua every day Ki Allahumma افتح لنا ابواب الخير او الله open the doors of everything good اللهم افتح لنا ابواب السلامه الله open the doors of peace and security for us اللهم افتح لنا ابواب الصحه Allah, open the doors of health and wellness. Allahumma aftah lana abwaban ni'ma. Allah, open the doors of your blessings for us. Allahumma aftah lana abwaban baraka. Allah, open the doors of your baraka for us. Say ameen. Ameen. اللهم افتح لنا ابواب القوه الله open the doors to strength and perseverance اللهم افتح لنا ابواب الموده الله open the doors of love and caring امين <coughs> اللهم افتح لنا ابواب الرحمه الله open the doors of mercy اللهم افتح لنا ابواب الرزق الله open the doors of sustenance امين اللهم افتح لنا ابواب العلم الله open the doors of knowledge for us and finally اللهم افتح لنا ابواب المغفره الله open the doors of forgiveness <coughs> Tonight is the night of forgiveness. Allah ke saamne ro ro kar apni gunaho ki maafi mango. Tonight is the night to cry. Rahmatul lil alameen cried every night. Have we cried a single night? So insha'Allah al-Aziz, Allah Ta'ala give us the understanding of deen. As the shahir said, he won the hearts with love 
If you want to win the hearts of people, win it with love. Qasbul Qulubi Bihubbihi. He won the hearts through his love. So Mulana Jalaluddin Rumi Rahmatullah said something so nice. Mm-hmm. You want Allah to forgive you and me? Then keep your house clean like you are expecting visitors. And keep your heart clean like you are expecting death. We just announced a funeral now. Mm. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grants all the marhums who have passed on. Ameen. Jannatul Firdaus. Whoever passes away on a Friday. Allah ta'ala will grant them Jannatul Firdaus. Allah will make their hisab and kitab easy. But remember one thing. That if you owing people money. Mm. You can die in Madinatul Munawwara, right in front of the Rosa Mubarak of Rasulullah. You can pass away in front of the Maqaba, front of Hajri Aswad, Maqam Ibrahim. But you're owing people money. That Allah will not forgive. You have to give Hisab and Hisab for that. Because sometimes people get carried away that the Marhum passed away on a Friday. He passed away on the night of Laylatul Qadr. He mm. passed away in Ramadan. He passed away on the day of Ashura. Subhanallah. Mubarak Moth. But remember, if you owe people money, you are going to be held accountable on the day of Qiyamah. Hazrat Mughira bin Shoba radiallahu ta'ala is a sahabi of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. That Wudu sallallahu alayhi wa sallam stopped us from six things. Make our lives purposeful. Bring back the sunnah in our homes. And then see what changes take place. Mm. So Hazrat Mughira bin Shoba radiallahu ta'ala is a sahabi. And he says, the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam stopped us from six things. Number one, anqil waqal. Fuzul bahas or mubahasa. Useless discussions. See what most of us do on social media. We're sitting for hours till fijr mm. on social media. Haq. Useless talks, discussions. Zina of the eyes, zina of the heart, zina of the ears. Zina of the hand, you're holding that phone and you're looking at haram, haram sights. Haram talks, haram films. Rasulullah stopped us from six things. Fuzul bahas wa mubahas. If you want to discuss something about deen and shariat, let it be constructive, Mulana. Let it be beneficial. Number two, idatil mal. Wastage of money. Fuzul kharsh. And Allah is going to help 
hold you and me responsible. It's on the other side, Rasulullah said, Kullu ma'roofin sadaqa. That every good deed is an act of charity. As Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, Sadaqa extinguishes sins, like how water extinguishes fire. <clears throat> Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, Allah ta'ala says, spend on charity, <laughs> O son of Adam, and I shall spend on you. What is Sa'ada? Rasulullah said, Enjoining good, and that is good, sadaqa. Give a lot of sadaqa and enjoin good. This is charity. So six things Rasulullah stopped us from. Useless discussions, no meaning, no head or toes or tail, no head or tail of that discussion. Just mm. We're just talking, talking, and nothing beneficial. Number two, to waste wealth. Number three, kasra to su'al. You get people who just ask questions upon questions. It's got no meaning. <clears throat> I'll give you two examples. A girl got married, and at home she was a chatterbox on a lighter note. Mm. So her mother said to her, Betty, when you're going now, you're getting married. When you go to your in-law's house, Chuprena, mm. keep quiet and remain silent. So Alhamdulillah, Nikah took place. She came to her in-law's house. MashaAllah, the mother-in-law is trying to engage her in a discussion. And as instruction and nasiha from her mother, she's keeping quiet and not responding. Eventually, the mother-in-law said, Betty, please talk. Please respond to me. Ask me anything. So now, if Josh Agai, she got into Josh. She said, since you are insisting that I must ask you anything, then I got a question to you, for you. So the mother-in-law said, gee, go ahead. She said to the mother-in-law, tomorrow if your son dies, will you allow me to marry somebody else? So the mother-in-law said, your mother gave you the right advice. If you kept your mouth closed, it is best for you. <laughs> so sometimes we ask stupid questions. <laughs> Likewise, one person came to Imam Abu Yusuf, rahmatullahi, mm. this great coffee and charging with Imam Abu Anifa. And Imam Sahib was asking his students, they ask me questions, like normally in a class after the discussion, the Ustad will say, do you have any questions to ask? So this particular student should keep quiet. He shouldn't ask any question. So Imam Abu Hanifa, rahmatullahi, was uh, Imam Abu Yusuf was explaining mm. that from Sehri time, inshallah, right up till when the sun sets, see, is the time for fasting. So this, he asked the student, karte? So he decided to ask Imam Abu Yusuf a question. Ya Sheikh, what happens if the sun doesn't rise? Hmm. 
then how are we going to keep Rosa? So Imam Abu Yusuf said to him, it's better for you to keep quiet. Yes, inshallah, asking questions is nisful ilm, half of your knowledge. <coughs> During the time when Allah Ta'ala made hajj for us, one sahabi asked Rasulullah, is hajj for us every, every year? Imagine if Allah Ta'ala made hajj compulsory. I'm not saying don't ask questions. You have the right to ask questions if it's beneficial. Mm, indeed. So the, this Sahabi asked the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, Ya Rasulullah, Allah has made hajj faraz. Is hajj faraz every year? Rasulullah kept quiet because Rahmatul lil alameen sallallahu alayhi wa sallam would never respond until he received a revelation from Allah. Wahi. So the person went on and then repeated the question, Ya Rasulullah, is hajj farz every year? Again, Rasulullah is silent. And finally, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala revealed the ayat, La tas'alu an ashia. In Don't ask about things. If it's exposed to you, it will become difficult. And then Rasulullah said to that Sahabi that Allah has made Hajj Faraz once. Imagine if Allah Ta'ala made Hajj Faraz every year, how difficult it would have been for the Ummah. As it is, we are struggling. Our turns have come and gone. We're still waiting because of the quota system. Okay. We are majboor, as we say. We are restricted. There's nothing you can do. If they tell you 3,000 hujjad, that is 3,000 and nothing less or nothing more. But inshallah, you keep asking Allah. Allama Damiri, rahmatullahi, who wrote this beautiful book, Hayatul Haywan, The Life of Animals. Very interesting book. Mm-hmm. Get a copy of it, Mulana. Inshallah, you get it in English as well. Each animal that Allah created, what benefit and what's the character of that animal? What's the behavior of that animal? It's an interesting book. They had Allama Dhamiri wanted to perform Hajj. And it was not forthcoming. And one day in a dream, he saw a pious person who is saying to him, mm. why are you worried? Why don't you read this wazifa? As I said, it's not a hadith of Rasulullah. It's the wazif of pious people. La ilaha illa al-fattahul alimur raqibul mannad. La ilaha illa allahul fattahul alimur raqibul mannad. Read it. La ilaha illallahul fattahul alimur raqibul mannan. Read it often after every namaz. Allama Zamiri said, I took the advice of this pious servant of Allah. And wallahi, the very same year Allah made it possible gee, that I went for hajj. Mm. But you see, our yakin is not that strong. 
A beautiful example is given mm-hmm. that an ant made a dua to Allah. You see, we think only we make dua. There are animals that make dua to Allah. They can't speak. But Allah has given them a tongue. They can't speak. You and I, Allah Ta'ala has given us tongue. Allah is displeased with the person who does not ask. Allah is pleased with the person who asks. So one day, a caravan of hujjaj were leaving for hajj. Mm-hmm. So they stopped at the place. And this little ant, so minute, raised his hands to the skies and said, Bari Ta'ala, as these bandas of yours are going for hajj, they will be visiting your house, Baitullah, Rabbul Alameen. I also want to see your house. Allahu Akbar. See? Allah Ta'ala asked the dove to descend mm. where the ant was and said to the ant, cling on to the leg of that pigeon and dove and Allah instructed the dove to fly to Baitullah and leave the ant in the mataf. The point what I'm saying is, Dosto Azizo, place your trust in Allah. If you fear Allah, Allah will open a path for you. Allah will make, Allah will provide from the unseen. You yourself cannot fathom how this happened. So many times it happens in our life. We were wishing for something. We we're crying to Allah and they all of a sudden it's in front of you. So coming back to the six points that Hadrat Mughira bin Shoba mentioned that Rasulullah stopped us from doing. Number one is Fuzul Bahs wa Mubahasa, useless talks and engagement. Number two, mal fuzai karna. Inna al-mubazirina kanu ikwana shayateen. Those who are extravagant and wasteful are the brothers of shaitan. The third one was kasratu su'al. To ask lots of questions not relevant. And thirdly, and money wahat dusro kut to de nahi or khud mangta hai. You're not prepared to sacrifice and give, but you begging others. You get people like this, Mawana. That they don't give to others. They don't want to share the wealth Allah has given them. Mm. But they'll take from others. <laughs> don't do this. Dene wala heart, the heart that gives, the hand that gives, is better than the hand that receives. As a great wali of Allah said, Dete raho aata rahega. Dete raho, constantly give in the path of Allah. Allah Park is not looking for volume. Allah Park is looking at your niyat. You may give a 10 rand, but with such ikhlas and love compared to somebody who wants to give a million rand and he needs a name and fame for it. Who's better in the eyes of Allah is the person was giving the ten rand with ikhlaat. Mm. So Rasulullah said, Dusro ko to de nahi sakta. He doesn't give to other people. He doesn't share with his wife. He doesn't share with his children. His family is absolutely a minji person. Mm. Or khud maangta hai. 
نمبر فائیو تو بی ڈس اوبیڈینٹ ٹو یور مدر And I spoke about it this afternoon. So what is the maqam of a mother? We spoke about it in the, in the morning as well. Abu sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, a time will come before qiyamat that people will be disobedient to their parents and they'll be good to their friends. <laughs> they'll give preference to their wives over their mothers. But on the other side, Rasulullah said, The best amongst you is he who is good to his family. I'm good to my family. We have to fulfill our parents' haq and likewise our wives' haq. We must learn to balance and be fair and just. As nobody can replace your mother. We can get many wives, alhamdulillah. We can't get a mother. But it doesn't mean that we must treat our wives unfairly. There must be equality, there must be justice, and there must be fairness. So Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam stopped us. He don't be disobedient to your parents. And the beautiful hadith of Rasulullah, that whoever visits the, parent, the grave of his parents, both or either one, Allah Ta'ala will write his name from amongst the awliya Allah. Allah will write his name from amongst the pious. Just to go and visit. So insha'Allah, we have lost our beloved parents, mother, father, grandparents, husband, wife, children, grandchildren. Read 11 times, قُلْ هُوَ اللَّهُ وَحَدْ اللَّهُ السَّمَدْ And make dua to Allah. That Allah, I've recited Surah Ikhlas. Please grant the sawab to all the marhumin of the ummah of Rasulullah, and especially to my parents. So inshallah, tonight is a night. Make dua for your parents. Tomorrow for the menfolk, inshallah. Don't ever miss your Jumu'ah Salah. Go and visit the grave of your parents. When last we went to the Qabristan, was maybe on Eid day or when there was a janazah. And the sad part, Mulana, is that we pick and choose the janazahs that we attend. Mm. If it's a poor person, unknown person, nobody goes. We have to make an announcement. Brothers, please come to the Qabristan to help to fill the Qabr. But if it's a rich person, the whole town is there. Wudhu sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said the person who attends the janazah salah of his Muslim brother or sister Allah will grant to them the sawab of one qirat and one qirat is equivalent to Mount Uhad how huge that beautiful mountain is that amount of sawab Allah will give to you for attending the salatul janazah of your Muslim brother and that is your haqq Your right to a Muslim brother, when he makes salam, respond to his salam. When he sneezes, respond to his sneeze. Mm. When he's sick, visit him. When he passes away, attend his janazah. Are we doing that? No. 
and those who accompanied the janaza to the Qabr and Qabristan and helped with the burial of the deceased person. Allah Park gives them a further one tirat. And you and I are going to cry on the day of Qiyamah hmm. when Allah will say, Banda, go and look for one deed, one hmm. neki. You got 99 good deeds. You get one and come. I'll give you Jannat. When Allah is giving you and me an opportunity to, inshallah, plant and cultivate the gardens of Jannat by saying, Subhanallah, Alhamdulillah, Allahu Akbar. Every time you say Subhanallah, you're putting a beautiful flower in Jannat for yourself. On the day of Qiyamah, as I said, you and I will look. Allah will say to that banda, you got 99 good deeds. Get one more good deed. Whoever gives to you and you make it 100, I'll give you Jannah. He will go to his parents. He'll go to his father, mother, wife, children, brother. All will say, nafsi, nafsi, nafsi. Today I'm so sorry. I can't help you. But in this dunya, I'll do anything for my parents, for my wife, for my children. But in the akhirat, you will be nafsi, nafsi, nafsi. Meaning, today I'm worried about myself. I'm so sorry. I don't know what Allah is going to do with me, how Allah is going to deal with me. So I cannot be of any help to you. Then he will see one of his friends. And that friend will say, you look very troubled and worried. What's wrong? So he said, Allah Park is taking my hisab and kitab. I'm just trying to give it to you in a nutshell. Okay. I need one deed to make it 100 and Allah will give me Jannat. <laughs> and this friend will say, look, I got 99 gunas. I only got one good deed. And since you need one deed, I'll give it to you because where am I going to get 99 good deeds and this one to make it 100 for Allah to give me Jannat? Never mind. If I can help you, you take this one good deed of mine and make it 100 and go back to Bari Ta'ala. This person will take that one good deed and he'll rush to Bari Ta'ala and say, Rabbul Alameen, I got the one deed. Allah has made it 100. Allah Ta'ala will say, MashaAllah, who gave this to you? We will say, Bari Ta'ala, that friend of mine gave it to me. Allah Pak will say, call him here. Bring him here. Allah will ask that banda, you gave this person the one deed. He'll say, yes, Bari Ta'ala, I gave it to him because I know I was going to go into Jahannam because I got more gunas and sins. I only have one good deed. So I thought for a moment that if one brother of mine with my one good deed can enter Jannat. Never mind. I'll be generous and give it to him. And I gave it to him, Bari Ta'ala. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said to him, when you show generosity to my banda, I'm the most generous of generous. Subhanallah. Because of your good gesture, you also enter Jannah with him. So, Dosto Azizo, every good deed that you and I can do, make the best of it. And finally, Larkiyo ko zinda gor karse mana kya. 
do not bury your daughters alive. As I said, the Arabs, when it came to women and girls, they felt a girl child was a disgrace. Whenever وَإِذَا بُشِّرَ أَحَدُهُمْ بِالْأُنْثَى ظَلَّ وَجْهُهُ مُسْوَدَّةً They were given the glad tidings that Allah has blessed you with the daughter. Their face used to turn black with anger. And it was a customary thing. When a girl child was born, they dug a grave and they buried the child alive. One Sahabi before accepting Islam had buried many daughters of his. <clears throat> and when he accepted Islam and he asked Rasulullah, will Allah forgive me for my guna and the crime that I have committed? And Rasulullah said, what did you do? He said, my wife gave birth to a baby girl and she hid the child away and she sent the child away to her sister's place. And the child grew up there. But eventually, she, thinking that my husband I will accept it now that the girl is big. She's walking, talking. Alhamdulillah, happy, go lucky. So I brought the child home. And I disclosed to the husband that Allah gave us this daughter. So you can imagine the anger at that time. Hmm. So the father said, no problem. I'm going to take this daughter to my visit my families. Please dress up. Beautify her. I'll take her to go and introduce her to my family. In the meantime, he had already dug a pit and a hole in readiness. So this child happily holding the father's hand and the father is playing with the child. And she is so happy. And then finally he comes to the place where he dug that hole. And he said to the girl, little girl, why don't you go inside it? And she innocently goes into that hole. And the father from the top is now putting sand. And the child is screaming and said, Abba, kya kar rahe ho he, Like, Daddy, what are you doing? Mm-hmm. Why are you doing this to me? Yallah. But he heard nothing. And finally, the child was covered with sand and the child died. And Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam heard this. Rasulullah sobbed and cried so much. Ji. And he said, what answer are you going to give to Allah? So, respected brothers, as Rasulullah said, when Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala blesses you with a daughter first, she comes with her own rosy and her own rizq, and the malaika give you as parents mubarakbad. So six things Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi salatu wasalam stopped us from doing. So, respected brothers, before I end, we are now in the month of Safar. A straightforward hadith. La safra wa la adwa wa la tayra fil Islam. There's no such thing as the month of Safar is a bad luck month. Mm. And many people have this belief that the 13th of Safar, they leave the house, they go to the beach or they go out of the house because this belief and superstitious and foolish belief that a lot of calamities, azab, punishment, ill, evil descends. So we should not be in the house. Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam cleared inna iddata shuhuri inda Allah isna ashara shahra. Allah Pak, 
the year consists of 12 months, and every month is Mubarak. <coughs> we finish with the month of Muharram, now we're coming to suffer. Mm. They had this superstitious belief that if they wanted to travel, they would throw a stone, and whichever direction, or they would throw an arrow, and whichever direction it went, if it went in the wrong direction, they said, no, you can't make suffer. Superstitious belief. Mm. So Rasulullah cleared it. We'll go into details as we go in the week, Mulana, and mm. in the few days that are going to come. But I just want to start the topic of, okay, first and foremost, get our Akida straight. Allahu kana, whatever Allah wishes will happen to you. And whatever Allah does not desire for you will never happen. The whole world can get together Indeed. to kill you. And Allah wishes you to stay alive. Allah will protect you. And if the whole world want to destroy you, Allah wants to protect you, Allah will protect you. And Allah wants to destroy you, the whole world can get together. Nobody can stop Allah. So your iman and your yaqeen in Allah must be strong. Allahu kana. Whatever happens, happens through the will of Allah. Whatever good or whatever bad happens is from Allah. Mm. If it's bad, you make sabr. If it's good, you make shukr to Allah. Mm. But Allah will not put you into any inconvenience. Allah loves his banda. And when Allah puts you through test and trial, Allah wants to raise your darajat. Allah wants to raise your status. So Rasulullah said, there is no such thing in Islam that the month of suffer is a bad luck month, mm. is an evil month. And especially for men, the wives become very, very paranoid on the 13th of Safar that some azab and musibat and bala will descend on our husbands. Let not your iman be so weak, Dosto, Azizo, and friends, because in Allah Allah has power over everything. Wala adwa. There is no such thing as contagious disease. Yes, لِكُلِّ دَعِمْ دَوَاؤُنْ Rasulullah said, for every sickness there's a cure. إِلَّا maut, there's no cure for maut, and there's no cure for old age. You can't get young again, Mulana. Hmm. And Rasulullah said, الْقُرْآنُ هُوَ shifa. Allah has kept shifa in the Qur'an. Yes, Rasulullah gave us directive, if there's plague in a town or a city, those who are there should not leave. And those who are out should not enter. Subhanallah. Mm. Islam is about discipline and adab. Whichever place is affected with plague. Rasulullah said the people who are affected should not leave the town and go elsewhere. And those who are outside should not enter. Yes, we need to take precaution. Alhamdulillah. Yes, for my ke dawa karna sunnat hai. Unana, 
to go to a doctor for your sickness and illness is a sunnah of Rasulullah. Lekin parhez karna farz hai. Prevention is more better than cure. Haq. Dawa karna sunnah hai. No, no. To go for, subhanallah. You know, you get a lot of fake doctors too. You get fake doctors, you get fake alim, you get fake lawyers, you get fake parliamentarians, you get fake presidents. You buy your certificate. See? So, on a lighter note, one friend used to go with a Hakim. Neem Hakim Khatrai Jan. Just don't go to any Tom, Dick and Harry who displays a certificate to say I'm a homopathic doctor or I'm a doctor. So many fake doctors killed patients. Hmm. will be charged for murder. See? So this Hakim Saab used to prescribe medicines. He had no idea, unqualified, jahil. And he used to prescribe medicines to the people. And a lot of people died. So one day, he was walking with this Hakim Saab, a friend. And this Hakim Saab used to, whenever he passed the Kabristan, he used to cover his face. So the friend asked him, Hakim Saab, why are you covering your face? So he said, Mene ko sula diya. Hmm. I made hundreds of people sleep over here. See? So, Dosto Azizo, Dawa karna sunnate. Mm. Go and make a laj. Inshallah, it's a sunnat of Rasulullah. Then, parhez karna parhe. Prevention is better than cure. Haq. So, la safra, wala adwa, wala tayra fil Islam. If they find a bird flying in this direction, they'll say that it's a curse. We shouldn't. Or they would throw a stone, or they would shoot an arrow. This was the Jahil Arabs. This was their Aqidah and belief. And Huzul Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam came and cleared it once and for all. La safra, wala adwa, wala tayra fil Islam. That's why those who go to the witch doctors, those who go to a palmist, those who go to the astrologers, 40 days of namaz and ibadat and duas are rejected by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And you lose your iman. And so many of us are doing this. We read our horoscope. Gee, your star, what it's saying. Mm. What Allah is saying, gee, you don't want to believe. Gee, what insan is saying, what shaitan is saying. You see, before the shayateen used to go to their first heaven and listen to the discussion of the farishtas. And they would come back and say to the people, you know what, Allah Park is going to do this to you. Ten lies and one truth. But when Allah Ta'ala sent rahmatullil alameen, and the Qur'an was revealed. Mm. Allah Pak protected the message of the Qur'an. Shihabun saqib. Sometimes you find a falling star. Many times you see in the horizon, and it's a bright night, you see a star falling. Some people think, it's not barakat. These are shayateen and iblis, that the angels stone them and they are thrown back into this earth. Allah Pak protected the Qur'an, the message of the Qur'an. No shayateen, no iblis would go and tamper or listen or add or subtract. Allah Ta'ala protected the Qur'an, mm. protected Rahmatullil Alameen, protected the message of the Qur'an. So, Murana, time is up. Insha'Allah, Allah Ta'ala grant us tawfiq. Ameen. Have full yaqeen in Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala. Place your trust in Allah, as Allah Ta'ala says, وَمَنْ يَتَّقِ اللَّهَ يَجْعَلْ لَهُ مَخْرَجًا That those who fear Allah, يَرْزُقُ مِنْ حَيْثُ لَا يَحْتَسِبُ 
Allah will provide for you rosy in a way you cannot find it. <laughs> Allah is Malik. Allah is Hafiz. Allah is your protector. <laughs> so may Allah give us tawfiq wa akhiru dawana. Alhamdulillah, Rabbil Just before you leave quickly, uh, somebody sent a message. Uh, can you get married in the month of Safar, Ustad? Subhanallah. You can get married in the month of Muharram. You can get married in the month of Safar. You can get married in Ramadan. Subhanallah. Somebody mm. says you can't get married in Ramadan. Allahu Akbar. Yes, after Iftar, you can make the nikah, inshallah. Mm. And you can consummate the nikah. This is again superstitious belief. Mm. So... A lot of people have this belief. It's not the correct belief, whether it's the month of Safar, whether it's the month of Muharram. Yes, the best month to get married is the month of Shawwal. Mm. Alhamdulillah, Hadid Aisha radiallahu ta'ala got married. But this superstitious belief that the marriage will be unsuccessful, it'll be bad luck, it'll end up in divorce, they won't have children. This is all waham of shaitan. Mm. Allahumma inna na'udhu bika min waswasi shayateen. Mm. Allah protect us from the whisper of shaitan. Jimunana. I mean, I mean, Ustad, we will leave it there, inshallah. Of course, we will continue uh, next week, Thursday, Ustad, inshallah. Inshallah, we'll start on Tuesday, inshallah, we'll take this topic further. I mean, inshallah. See you tomorrow morning, inshallah, with our Nika announcement, Ustad, fi amanillah. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Wa alaikum wa 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 spot on on this beautiful night, beautiful evening, beautiful words uh, and advice from our beloved, honorable, respected Fadilatul Ustad, Hazrat Mulana Salim Karim, Damad Barakatuhum from Lady Smut. Time for me to love you and leave you on this beautiful evening, beautiful night. See you guys tomorrow morning. <clears throat> same time, same place on our program as Safina to Ilal Jannah. From myself and my engineer brother Lokolo, Allahumma ahdina wa ahdibina wa ahdina sa jami'a. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.